As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to... Episode 197. Our car financing decision. Hey Money Clan, a warm welcome to the Chain of Vault podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Walsh. All right, Kate. So today's episode is going to be all about a decision which we have to make. And I'd like to have a decision in order by the end of this episode. So I'm going to spring one on you today. <laughs> uh, well, I got a little bit of a clue from the title of this show. Um, yes. Yeah, so- glad we're talking about this here and now. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So to give you guys a bit of information, so we bought a car last year in September. Yeah. Yeah, we bought a car last year in September. It was a 2012 VW. It's amazing. Uh, We love her. Yeah, we really enjoyed driving the car um, and we paid about 12 grand for it. So we financed the entire thing. We didn't put any money down. The interest rate at that point was pretty high at 6.69%. So it's carrying a bit of an interest rate. Um, but at the time we needed a runaround vehicle and, you know, that's basically the car that we got at the point. We obviously had a lot of other things that we were busy with. So yeah, we'll be chatting a little bit about that today. So yeah, right before we dive on today's episode, if you guys haven't already, don't forget to join our Facebook community. You can join it at chainofwealth.com forward slash group. That's chainofwealth.com forward slash group. All right, Kate, you ready to dive in? Um, I guess so. All right, let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate. So today I want to chat to you about the car. So as you are well aware, we have a car loan and I am sick and tired of paying interest. Uh, Okay. So... What I'm proposing is that we do a bulk payment and we pay the rest of the value of the car off. Why are you looking at me as I'm crazy? Okay, well, <laughs> well, because we have not talked about this at all. 
But, um... So, we just got done paying off... Well, we just got done paying for the wedding. Mm-hmm. We're saving for a house. Yep. And if the last time I checked the loan... And I know before... but Can we just back up for a minute? Yeah. I know we have said in prior episodes that we are debt-free. And... I guess one hundred percent ness the car loan was is debt. Yeah, it is. But to be honest with you, when I was coming off the mountain of two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt, a little like ten thousand dollar loan for my car didn't really feel like debt. Right. So, so I felt debt free. Like yeah. the car payment is like $300 a month. And when you're- And you're also financing it over three years. You took the the smallest amount of right. financing. So when I was coming off of my mountain of debt, this didn't really seem like anything. Yeah, but- To be perfectly honest But Kate, I, I got to tell you something. It is something now. It's, it's still debt, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. All right, so I want to make a bulk payment for the rest of the value in the car. And there is a really good reason for this. So. All right, then. So I know what you're going to say. What's that? That you are tired of paying the interest on it. Yeah. It feels like we've had this conversation before, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. I am a bit hesitant. Okay. And I am hesitant because... I am the one who is driving the car most because I need the car to get to and from work. Right. That's why we got the car. That is why we got the car. I don't know how to tell you this, so I'm just going to tell it to you. All right. Traffic around here is horrific. And the drivers are really unforgiving. What does this have to do with paying off the car? (laughs) (laughs) I get into an almost car accident every day. Kate. What? You, you, I, no, I'm being 100% for real. You can't talk like that. Why not? Because that's like wishing bad luck upon yourself. No, you can't say that you no, almost get involved in the accident every no, day. No, it's being very aware. And I try really hard to be a safe driver. I, you know, two hands on the wheel. I pay attention all the time. Indicate when you change lanes. I use my blinker when I change lanes. Every time. Most of the time. <laughs> I drive the speed limit. But people in Northern Virginia are really aggressive. And so I'm saying this because to pay off the rest of the car, which is about seven grand. Yeah, I think eight. Okay. That is a, that's a chunk of money. It's a lot of money. That's a chunk of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. My nervousness is if I, if we pay off the car. Yeah. Then... I could possibly get rear-ended or get into a little bit of a fender bender. And that that just seems like now we're going to be starting right back from where we were. But Kate, um, we could get involved in an accident as things are now. Why is it any yes. different if the car's paid off? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's no difference, you know. But, no, but it is different. Why? Because then you have finally hit that threshold where you don't have a car payment anymore. And now I've broken it. Well, just because you don't have a car payments doesn't mean you're not paying insurance. And insurance covers you in the event of loss or damage. So 
if you had an existing car loan and you were involved in a bad accident and the car got written off, they would pay you out. But guess what? What? You still owe that loan. So the first thing you have to do. No, that's not necessarily negative equity. If you total a car or something and. Negative equity is like when you carry over a balance, right? right? So that doesn't necessarily have to happen. You explained it better, but I knew that's what it meant. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to carry over a balance when you get that insurance payout. But that insurance payout needs to go towards your loan first and foremost. And if there's any value left over, you then get paid that out. However, if your car is paid off and you get that insurance payout, you don't have any car loan. So that money that they pay you goes directly into your pockets and you can put that towards your next car. So effectively, you get ahead of the financing side of the car mm-hmm. and you then are not paying interest on that money that you've borrowed. So long story short, we still have these car payments to make, right? Right. And I did a quick sum over here. Of course you did. We're set to still pay another like $550 worth of interest over the next two years of the remaining value of this car loan. Okay. Which is a lot of money. It's a fair amount of money. Yeah. I mean, considering you're just paying that to someone for the sake of, you know, them giving you a loan. Right. Because that's effectively all interest is. It's, you know, you're paying for the opportunity cost of you not putting the money up front. Okay. But the thing is, that's a lot of money in relation to how much value we have in the car. You know, so what I'm proposing is rather we make a big payment and get rid of this monthly charge and get rid of this interest that we would have paid because we're going to have to pay the principal either way. That way we get in front of the loan and we don't have a car payment anymore. Okay. You should have gone to school to be a lawyer. (laughs) Why do you say that? Because I just feel like all of my objections are just weaseling right down. No, wait, hold on. So why why do you have objections and what are they? Okay. Well, my first objection is we have a joint bank account, Mm -hmm. but we also have our own separate account. Right. I don't know what your separate account looks like, but I don't have eight grand just hanging out in mine. So where's this money going to come from? Well, we have quite a bit of money in the joint account and we both get paid this month twice. Okay. So we can scrounge around enough money and we had one or two... Um, you know, bits of extra cash this month from the wedding. So we could put together that money and effectively pay off the balance in the car loan and we would cut it pretty fine. You know, we would really would dwindle our savings. However, we do still have money in our Robinhood accounts. And, you know, if we do need cash, we can just sell off stocks and then just liquidate those. Mm-hmm. So... I have so many butts going on in my head right now. So then tell me. (laughs) I need need to organize them for a minute. Yeah. So, okay. Let's say we pay off the car, Mm -hmm. which I'm not an objection to. It's just spending big chunks of money like this. Right. Unexpectedly and voluntarily. Yeah. Make me a little bit hesitant. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really had any time to grapple with this. What if we pay off the car? Mm-hmm. And like you said, we can kind of gather our pays and everything. 
and we have some of our reserve money or our our emergency money that we can use. Right. And then I get it, like, the payments that we're not having to make in future months will replenish our emergency savings. But what if we get, like, a flat tire or, you know, something, we need some kind of maintenance with the car in the meantime? Well, we have money left over, you know, like we still have money in our in our uh, Robinhood accounts. And this also is just one paycheck of the month and we do still get paid another time this month. And while we're not getting paid a grand in a single paycheck, you know, we do but still- wouldn't that be nice? I know, right? And <laughs> um, we do still have money like that's, you know, would be available to us if we, if we needed to get it. And you know, the thing is, Kate, like how much is our car payment right now? I want to say it's 300 and- Sixty-five dollars, sixty-five a month, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, if you think about it, we're gonna have, um, you know, an extra three hundred sixty-five dollars a month after this point to invest in whatever we want. Right. You know, and I really think that you know, if we really take that money and we were to say, all right, well. Let's see what we can actually do with it, you know. Now, while Dennis is talking, I'm just going to let anybody listening know he is formulating something in Excel. Okay. So <laughs> go ahead. Tell me what you just okay, did. Okay. What I did is I said, let's take our car payment, which is $365 a month. Okay. Let's say we were to invest that money, this future money, right? Okay. And let's say it has an interest rate of 8% per annum which is maybe what you get if you invested in the S&P 500. Okay. Which is kind of like average long-term trend. Right. Um, and let's say we take that money and we do this for 30 years. 30 years, we got this $365 going into this each account month. each month. Okay. Right. So after 30 years- When that, we're 61. When we're 61, that money will be worth $543,000. Just that money? Just that money. But and we're going to have another car payment one day. Not necessarily. Why? Because if we stay on the front side of this and keep, you know, funding, you know, and you don't end up paying this interest, you're on the better side of us. You know, the, the alternative is saying, well, what happened if you always had this $365 a month that you were paying? Go ahead. You know, and this $365 a month... Um, if you did that over 30 years, I'm just going to have to do the math over here. But um, if you just calculated the interest that you would pay over that period of time and you'd say, all right, well, it's for 30, 30 years, you have all these payments and everything else. How much would you actually end up with after 30 years of payments and everything else? Where would you get to and how much interest would you actually end up paying? Now, let's assume that your 365 bucks is on an average car loan of what? Give me an amount that we financed, like maybe oh, $12,000. $12,000. All right. So let's say it's $12,000 and that you're going to be basically paying that each and every month for the foreseeable future. And let's say the second your car is paid for, you decide that you want to get a new car and you're going to spend an additional $20,000 at that point because you've now paid off your car. The question is how much is the cost of that going to be over a very long period of time? And Kate, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a huge number. It's going to okay. be a monumental number. Okay. And do you know why? Because it's a long time? 
Yeah, but also like the thing is, how much is your interest worth over a very long period of time? Because that's realistically what you're talking about. You're talking about the future value of money. And if you were to just have a car for years and years on end and you're financing it. And look, let's be real. Most people are doing this. Most people are just paying their car off and they're financing it. And eventually their car gets to zero. And then they're like, oh, well, my car got to zero. Maybe I should buy another $20,000 car. And the whole process starts again and again and again. And eventually you get to a point where you have thrown so much money down the drain that it's actually quite crazy. There's a really big numbers down there. Yeah, it's some big numbers, but we'll see how many periods we have. We need 360 periods. So let's just like add all this up. We do some quick math and we will see exactly where we end up at. And I can tell you right now, the numbers are going to be huge. And I'd like you to take a guess. The first number that comes to my mind is a million dollars, but I feel like that is too big. Well, it, it can't be a million because if you were to save it, you'd only get to what, like, how much you said I say? 500,000. Yeah, I'm going to say 300,000. Yeah, so. That's my guess. 300,000. 300,000. Yes. All right, well, let's see. So, wait, firstly, how many cars would you have? <laughs> That's a better question. So, I think only like two, maybe three. Well, it's actually a lot more than that. You'd actually go through 10 cars. You'd literally get a new car every three years. Which, on, But on our math, it does make sense because we said that we're financing a car over three years. But that seems excessive. If you pay off a car, you don't turn around and go buy a new one. But you could. Well, you're silly if you do. Well, yeah, and you'd have a little, <laughs> but you'd have a little value left over in the car. But maybe not. Maybe you, like you say, maybe you're a careless driver and maybe you're riding off the car every you know, you don't have to be the careless driver. It's like everybody else. It's like dog eat dog out there. Yeah. Anyway, go but ahead. Anyways, say we were to take the interest and only the interest portion and say, all right, well, for the first month, it's 80 bucks. Then you pay off a little bit, so it's 78. Then the next month, it's 76. Next month, it's 74. And you do that over a long period of time. And you end up, the second you finish buying your one car, you then buy the next car and the next car, and the next car. And you're constantly just paying off these assets. And look, we're not assuming a scrap value for these cars, but let's be real. It's a car. Mm -hmm. Scrap values on cars are almost negligible okay. over a long period of time. Anyway, over a period of 30 years, you would have paid over $1,500, $500 of interest on $12,000 worth of car loans. Wait, say that number again. $15,500. $15,000. Really? Yeah. So you you could basically have bought a free car off the interest at that period of time, over that period of time. All right, then. So, so wait, wait, hold on. To take that step further, if you were to take <laughs> that interest and you were to say, if I took the interest that I paid every month for this car and I invested that interest, so the first month we invest 80, the next month we invest 78, the next month we invest 76, over the space of 30 years, we would have saved up a total of $65,000 just off the interest that you would have paid. And that's not one car, Kate. That's like six cars. You really came to this conversation prepared. Not really. I just did that all in Excel. But the thing is that that's the cost of interest over a very long period of time. It doesn't seem like much. You're like, oh, well, it's 80, only $80 worth of interest in this pay period. That's not a lot of money. 
No, it's not. The problem is, is that you get sucked in and you do it over a long period of time and it adds up. And it's the power of compounding. It is the power of compounding. And if you're not receiving money, you're on the wrong side of compounding. If you're not earning cash for your money invested, if you're paying cash, that's not where you want to be. Okay, Dung. So cut to the chase. What do you want? I'd like to pay the car off. <laughs> by when? I would say by my birthday. So August 22nd. Okay. All right. Well, let's see what we can do. We and can we do will, it. We will have to report back and let you everyone have, know if we did it. No, you have all your numbers going and you have clearly planned out all of our little pennies. Future cars. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think that knowing the power of the cost of money and how much you're actually paying for your car loan, it's not the one car loan that's the problem. It's the future car loans after that. Okay. You know, and really what you want to do is get that car and keep it for a long period of time. Well, absolutely. We're going to drive this little thing until it dies. Exactly. Well, Kate, this has been a really fun episode. And I think that, you know, if you are looking at buying a car, always think about that cost of compounding. Yeah, for sure. Cool, guys. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Chain of Wealth. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.